welcome to Stocking Spurs, 40-ish minutes of football-adjacent frivolity. You're here with me, Patty, and my co-host, Acid. Hey, Acid, Happy New Year. How are you? Hey, happy 2021. <laughs> it's a new year. It, it is a new year, and we are starting our first episode of the year with a bang. We'll be covering a whole lot of movement from an... Unfortunately, the dumbest Christmas COVID scandal ever. I don't know about you, Acid, but disappointment, anger, frustration are a few feelings I'm feeling right now over this crazy, crazy thing that I can't believe is even an issue. Disbelief also? Yeah. What? Really? I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. And that's worse. (laughs) (laughs) We, We do cover a bit of a really, really great week for Ben Davis because not everything is sad uh, this episode. Ben Davis and his very many extracurriculars that he just seems to be acing. We move on to halftime, obviously, with Kumbaya Master and football correspondent Toby to discuss a couple of our games, most recently our Leeds definitive win of 3-0 at home. And then we'll move on to the second half where, of course, we cover our favorite babies of the week, but also a uh, special tribute to... Pochettino to PSG and a very, very deep dive into his brand new Instagram account that just so happened to crop up right before he signed. Welcome to Instagram. Welcome to Instagram. Six years late, but we will take it anyway. And the 38 accounts he follows. So watch out for that. Cool. So before we get started, do some lunges to warm up. (laughs) And while you're getting deep into those lunges, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Stalking Spurs. Don't forget to rate and subscribe to this podcast. Also, all of the things we're going to be talking about in both halves and at halftime, we're going to have the links in the episode description to all of this. So if you're wondering what we're talking about, just check the description and check out those links. Also, we'd like to say a quick shout-out and a thank you to Pietro Zetin for our music. Nice, nice. And there goes the whistle. First half starts, and like we mentioned earlier, we're unfortunately starting the year with very timely news and very disappointing news from the team. We do have a bit of a Christmas COVID scandal. I mean, we say scandal, but you know everything on Twitter is blown out of proportion, but this is quite serious. Basically, on Twitter, we find from Talking THFC a tweet that shows Lamelli, Lo Chelsea, and Reggie at a Christmas party. Okay, guys, there are rules and there are protocols to making the Premier League work, and that means no socializing, no going to maskless parties, and, you know, doing things you shouldn't be doing in the middle of a pandemic, especially with London being on, like, Tier 3, Tier 4 lockdown. Nobody is above the rules, and it makes me very sad because there is photographic evidence as well. I'm not telling them to do things and keep it under the down low by not posting on social, but kinda. If you're gonna break the rules, guys... (laughs) Yeah, oh my god. This was so disappointing. I felt so bad when I saw this. Because we're like nine, Mm. ten months into this already. So, you know, number one, don't break the rules. Mm. Number two, if you do break the rules, don't take pictures. (laughs) And I feel like uh, they've just thrown this out the window completely. And it's, uh, it's so disappointing to see. It's so disappointing because... 
everybody is just doing their best to make it through this. And it shows the privilege and the entitlement that, yes, oh, you know, yes. You, our, our, our lads do seem a bit down to earth or whatever, but lapses in judgment like this kind of make you question things. And it's, it's really sad. Of note, and I have to shout out to birthday boy Paolo Gazaniga, who was at least not photographed. Maybe he was there. We don't know. But he was not photographed in this little party. So... Guys, that means you can be Argentinian, but you don't have to give in to peer pressure. So really, really sad for Lo Celso. Eric, Coco, you should know better. You're like the senior in this thing. If you planned this, I would be very, very sad. And Reggie, you're new. I know you're feeling lonely. Yeah. I know you're feeling lonely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this was so yeah. uh, this was so heartbreaking, and I think we'll, we'll get into it a bit more later. But I think it was established at the start of the holiday season that Reggie was gonna spend Christmas alone. So he even posted this picture of him mm. on seemingly on his own at home, putting the Christmas the star on top of his Christmas tree. Um, and his caption was like, "Oh, I'm home alone." Mm. Uh, well, don't post. For so a that's group photo. I guess that's the context. Yeah, that we are coming into this with, and then suddenly it was oh man really you're making that up very sad and i mean obviously with a scandal like this there has to be some uh, redemption yes and to get there step one is <laughs> the apology written by your pr team <laughs> and uh we're gonna kick this off with eric lamella's apology that he sent out on twitter and he says well you can read the whole thing here but it basically just says he wants to apologize for this decision he deeply regrets it he's reflected on the the seriousness of his actions and the impact it has on others the usual things you expect to see in a pr agency written apology so it's very clear he feels bad he's very sorry he's reflected on his mistakes and I guess now he's asking for forgiveness. Check out Los Celsos, which he also sent on Twitter, but this time it's a screen grab of like notes, and it, it looks like it's the same thing paraphrased. Maybe they share a PR person <laughs> because it lit, it's the same thing. But yeah, it's a clear apology, which is a great start because so many celebrity apologies are not actually apologies, mm. but these are very clear. You know what? They feel bad. Of note, though, no apology from Reggie just yet. I just refreshed and uh, waiting for that apology, Sario. Yeah. So this is super interesting because the three of them were implicated in it. We get apologies from two, but not from Reggie. And in the Leeds game, mm. Lamelli and Lo Celso were obviously dropped from the squad, but Reggie was still there. Mm. So I'm not sure what's up. So I think in the post-match interview, Jose is asked about this. And then he, actually not that specifically, just about the, the escándalo mm -hmm. in general. And he says that he's disappointed. And I think, like, one of the journalists asks, oh, are you angry? And he goes, no, I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. <laughs> Which is worse. It is the worst. That's like when your parents tell you, you know, when you fuck up, they're not mad. They're just disappointed. <laughs> yeah which is really a stab <laughs> to the heart. But really, exactly, please be mad. Unfortunately, Jose didn't end there. A tweet from Football Daily shows just how disappointed he was. And he goes into extreme detail of why he's disappointed, especially in Regulion, because apparently he gave, quote, an amazing gift, a Portuguese piglet, which is amazing for Portuguese and Spanish, <laughs> which I gave him because I was told that he was going to spend Christmas on his own. 
this is not the first time Jose has given hamon to Reguillon. <laughs> clearly, this hamon is regretted now. And obviously, we are all very, very disappointed in what's happened. But what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Guys, I hope we all learn. Still waiting yeah. on your apology. Still waiting. Still Reggie. waiting. Finish that hamon and send out that notes app apology because <laughs> we need it. Uh, but yeah. Sad, sad day for Spurs. It dampens our win a bit because it's a moral victory that we can't claim. Can't claim ourselves yeah. above the fray when we do shit like this. So, guys, let's do better. It's 2021. We can still change. All right? Speaking of changed man. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. So, what, what a week Ben Davis has had. So, in... The Stoke game, he scores his first goal in, I think, 22 months. Mm. I can't remember, but it's, it's been a long time. So, awesome goal. Cute, if slightly awkward celebration. <laughs> Great goal photo on Spurs official when the goal happened. Yeah. They tweeted out the goal photo and he looks amazing Sweaty. in it. <laughs> totally. Also, this week, or I guess the week before, Twitter serves up some, like, <laughs> vintage Benny Boo. So if you check out the Twitter account of at Style Sarah, she posts a video on the 23rd of December 2020, which she claims is from a few years ago. And I guess we have reason to believe this is from a few years ago because it seemingly is a video from the Spurs US mm. tour. I'm guessing this is when they went to Los Angeles, yeah. I think maybe one or two years ago. And in this video, which you should see to believe, <laughs> this girl... Asks Benny if she can call him daddy. <laughs> it sounds it sounds awkward when I say it, but you watch this video and it's funny. And actually, you know what? It's a bit awkward also. But number one, you're like, oh my god, girl, what are you doing? Are you? Why are you filming this? And number two, you're like, you know what? Go girl. You know what? Go for it. If you have the opportunity. <laughs> Shoot for it. that shot. And Ben, like, kind of takes it in stride, I guess, <laughs> as much as you can if somebody does this to you randomly. I would be super awkward. I mean, obviously, I am all for this lady shooting her shot. I'm also all for the relationship that Ben has with Emily Kaplan. They are so gorgeous together. So Yeah, yes. We're team. Make no mistake, yes. we are team, team Emily, Emily Kaplan. Definitely. But... I will have to give it to this lady because damn, that is some cojones right there. It would take me like seven shots in for me to even ponder doing this. But you know what? Stranger things have happened. She, who knows? Who knows? And Ben didn't seem that offended. So <laughs> wins yeah, all around. Yeah, he seemed to like find it endearing. Like funny flattered. and also awkward yeah. but also flattered <laughs> and also awkward super awkward <laughs> oh man ben though ben taking it in stride so good job ben other things happening in the ben davis universe we recently saw uh this and it's probably gone now because it was an instagram story from emily kaplan design his lovely lovely girlfriend and she posts a photo of him apparently he's studying for a degree at the open uni what is he majoring in i mean 
We did ask. We did investigate. <laughs> we have yet to receive a response from Emily Kaplan, but aren't you just so proud of him? This is like, what is a responsible, prepared adult? You are obviously a football star. He's got, his contract is renewed, so it's not like he's going to run out of a job soon. But being an athlete is obviously a very short lifespan, in a sense. And it's just so nice and so responsible for him to be studying for a degree. Like, it's so old school. Ah, Yeah. I love it. I love it. We want to know more. Please yeah. let us know what your degree is in. Maybe post your grades. Yeah. Show us how you're doing. If anybody... Maybe... Like, tweet a link to, like, your thesis or something. Does he have to write one? Does he have to defend it? Ben, we have so many questions. Uh, We would love to hear from you. We'd love to hear from anyone that has any more information on this. So let us know at StockingSpurs on Instagram or Twitter if you have any tidbits. And we will definitely feature you guys in our next mailbag. Ben, kudos to you. What a great week, couple of weeks for you. A goal. Oh, my God. And, like, the timeline is insane. So he he was seen studying the night before the Stoke game. Mm. And then in the Stoke game, he scores. What? Uh, A multitasking king, we stand. Good job, Benny Boo. This is the kind of Spurs player we must aspire to be. (laughs) Instead of breaking (laughs) the rules. We love a good boy. And he is checking all those boxes. And there goes the whistle. We'll catch you guys at halftime with Kumbaya Master and football correspondent Toby. See you guys in a bit. Hey, and welcome to Halftime. So we're going to have an action-packed halftime today where we're going to talk about the EFL quarterfinal victory against Stoke, which ended in 1-3. We're going to talk about, maybe we're going to talk about that Wolves-Tottenham game that started off so well. (laughs) And kind of ended in a way we did not want it to end. (laughs) And then we move on to covering the Premier League Tottenham versus Leeds game, which just happened and we're still on that high and we're really excited to talk about it because hopefully it sets us off on an awesome year that will not end the way the Wolves (laughs) Tottenham game ended. Anyway, so it's halftime, which means our football correspondent slash Kumbaya master Toby is here to join us. Hi, Toby. Welcome. Hello. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. Yeah, guys. First pod of 2021. <laughs> We're here now. Yeah, first halftime. Yay. How are we feeling? I mean, I guess we just had our game with Leeds, so maybe we can start there. It's always nice to see a clean sheet. Wow. Oh, man. Yeah, totally. So I was super nervous going into this game because, you know, scars from Mm. the general shit show of 2020. (laughs) (laughs) And like, I felt like there's so much pressure that I was feeling for myself as a spectator for this to start well. First game of 21, can we please win it? But oh my God, we're against Leeds, which is an objectively very, very good team. Yeah, just coming off a massive win against West Brom. I mean, West Brom, obviously a team that's struggling a little bit, but to put that many goals past anybody is is an achievement. So yeah, they definitely know how to play. Patrick Bamford in good form. Everybody knows how you know skill, skilled Bielsa is as a manager. So it was a good test. All in all, I thought, I guess the result reflected the performance. I did, the first 20 minutes, I was worried because mm. everybody looked out of sorts. They looked tired. Yeah. Yes. Like maybe the holidays Ooh. had taken their toll. Like everybody just dragging a little bit. Acid, you noticed that Sun was... Sun felt 
felt really off. He was giving off a vibe that I found really, really worrying. Like he was panting a lot and it was only like, what, 10 minutes in. Mm -hmm. He was moving like suspiciously slowly. I'm like, oh my God, did you party too hard? (laughs) Not that we know that some parties, but maybe did he have like eight slices too much of cake and he was kind of just feeling a bit sluggish. So like, I think, so Toby and I are watching and then like, maybe it was it 20 minutes in, we were like, you know what, let's just, let's get some food. <laughs> so we go, we leave the vicinity of the, the TV screen to get some food and when we come back, I was like, oh my God, can we not be one down? And amazingly, it's a new year miracle. There's a penalty that we totally missed. But you saw. I did. So I was actually like, I, I wanted to start the year right and I don't know, attend church. So I kind of like, there was an overlap between church and the game and like literally kickoff started as I hopped out of church. I was like, I don't know, blessings from Lucas Mora. So <laughs> as I was walking home and listening to commentary or refreshing the feed, I got home exactly in time for the penalty. And I was oh, just nice. like, wow. So it was nice that, I mean, Bergwine was obviously the one that they had fouled and they did this entire VAR drama of like, oh, is it? And we're like, yes, everyone can see that yes, it, it yeah. was. Yes. You don't need to fucking VAR that. I'm blind and I could see it. I'm not, I don't know half of what's yeah. happening all the time, but I knew that was bad. So I was just like, I, I knelt down in front of the TV as Harry Kane stepped up to the pitch and I'm just like, you can do this. You've done this so many times before. And boom. New dad energy from Harry Kane. And I think that really just nice. turned things around for us because, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. What a relief. Yeah. yeah. And then we get Sonny at 43 minutes. Just, you know, an assist from Kane. Because who else? Who else? And a surprise. Yeah, but his 100th goal. We need to acknowledge that. Oh, my God. A century of sun goals. And supposedly, like, the only non-British, non-Irish Tottenham player to have reached that many so yeah that's wild that's That's wild they're just breaking so many so many records so many barriers another one i think that we really need to talk about is according to reddit this post on reddit I mean, it's it's a screen grab, but we find it on Reddit, which if you want to look at this, it's in our, the links to everything we talk about are in the episode descriptions. At this point of the season, which everyone will agree is still super, super early, um, the most goal combinations, how do I even frame this, this record? Partnership. Two peeps yeah. with the partnership. <laughs> Two peeps. <laughs> That's works. resulted in the most like combined goals, I guess, is Harry Kane and Hyung Min's son. They've combined for 13 goals this season alone at this really early point in the season. And they're already like tied with like number two, which is Alan Shearer and <laughs> from the 1994-95 season. Damn. And that entire season, 13 goals. Shit. And for us, we're at this point of the season, already 13 goals, which is insane. Can you imagine how broken this record is going to be mm-hmm. by the end of this season? I hope by a lot. Yes, Exactly. Yeah, knock on wood. I knocked on wood. Yeah. I crossed my fingers because you know what? We are still Tottenham Hotspur, and you know things happen. So, I and yeah, <laughs> terrible things can happen. And there was like a really terrifying ten seconds in this game uh-huh. where I think we break out the rosaries and we start <laughs> praying because there's a terrifying moment. Again, we'll we'll like share this in the episode description because 
someone from the Koi's Reddit has very helpfully put Thank these you. two photos together. But it's like Sun and Kane crouched down on the pitch mm-hmm. and clutching different parts of their yep. legs. And you're like, oh, oh my shit. God. Exactly. Uh, I had dinner. I would rather die. Exactly. I had dinner with Soren, our, our other Spurs friend fan. And we had dinner with like some Liverpool fans. And, you know, everyone was keeping quiet about football because, you know, things. <laughs> and we just mentioned that we were both really like hearts and our throats when we saw them both fall and we're like we'll give up anything like you know it felt like Lent where you give up something for something and this felt like yes. just like, like oh my god what do you want what can I promise to give up this year you can have it <laughs> let them be safe uh, but yeah and our pleas were heard by the universe they were. because they walked it off and they were fine they were fine people who were other fine things that happened obviously Toby Alderweireld you know, bringing us over the top on the 50th minute mark. Can we just appreciate this man for a few seconds? <laughs> oh my God. I feel like he's had a really, like, goal-wise, a really difficult past few months because I think he's been the source of own, own goals for, like, the game against Leicester, which we're not going to talk about. Mm-hmm. I think there's also an own goal from him in the... Or technically an own goal, but it was awarded to Sava eventually mm. in the game against Liverpool. So I, I feel like he doesn't get much love and he doesn't get much attention, but yeah. I think he must have felt, like, super hungry to prove himself. So I'm, like, so, so happy that the third... And that one's interesting, goal. too, because I noticed it against Leeds as well. I think... Part of the reason he gets own goals is because he's such a good center back. Like if you watch the Leicester one again, the reason he it's an own goal is because he's in the right place. He's following up the attack. He's right behind Sissoko, making sure there isn't any further threat from the ball that's come in. So he's like at the right place at the right time and just gets super unlucky because I think, does it come off the back of Sissoko where the guy just gets a little piece on it and it ricochets off of him, so... Like, he's, at the beginning of the Leeds game, Acid and I were saying, like, there. it feels like there's a few people in our squad who you, you never doubt their commitment and their motivation coming into every single fixture. I think it's easy to say that's Toby Alderweireld, that's Hugo Lloris. I mean, beyond that, Sissoko, I think Lichelso also fits into that camp. Hoybier, obviously, I think has been the embodiment of that this season so far. I'm sure there's others, but... Um, but yeah, the ones that are obvious and you can feel their intensity through the screen are definitely yeah. those dudes. Lucas, every time he comes on the pitch, I mean, he's La there Bella. to win the best games like every time. So and like, I mean, not that they're going to listen to this podcast <laughs> or like take my word for it. But I think there were a couple people on the pitch who you didn't quite see that from um, even early in the match, maybe not getting back as quickly as they could on a Leeds counterattack in the 13th minute, I mean, that shouldn't be happening. Some people still need to kick it up a notch and really show their full commitment on both sides of the ball. Toby's spilling that tea. But yeah, no, we, yeah. we, we love we love Toby Alderweireld and we definitely give him the props he deserves. Uh, underrated player. We love him. We're so glad he's, he's still on. But right at the end, Matt Doherty... Uh, red card and that scary scary moment when you see jose look at him like he's about to eat him alive (laughs) when he was sent off i don't know about you guys but i was pretty fucking scared i don't think jose can really complain like he wants people to play like the c word right i thought it was a fair 
piece of refereeing. I thought it was a second yellow. But I, it's one of those when I really don't think Doherty can be criticized because yeah. it wasn't that reckless. I mean, he caught him a little late with studs up, so he probably shouldn't be fouling when you've had a warning. But I thought it, he was he was good overall. He made some great overlapping runs. I thought he played really well. So, yeah, I don't think Jose can give him any criticism. He, he came to play, and we need that physicality. Absolutely. Intelligent cunts. Were we this intelligent yeah. against Wolves, though? We drawed uh, one, one all. Uh, we started strong with Ndoms, you know, getting us in there at the one minute mark. Is this right? Insane. Yeah, this is wild. I feel like this is within the start of the game where you're kind of still setting up your stream. You're still <laughs> pouring yourself a drink or getting some snacks ready. So it was, uh, yeah, I was so relieved to see this. And I thought, yes, we're starting strong. This is going to be like a fucking landslide. Let's go. One of bajillion goals. We were wrong. At the 86th yeah. minute, size from Wolves, unfortunately, got one past us. And we uh, didn't have that clean sheet. From a set piece. Yeah, from a set piece. They were, however, like 55% possession. There was a bit, it, it was a good even match, but I guess... Everyone's just like, what the fuck, guys? Why are we doing yeah. this? What's happening? Yeah, that one, it hurt at the time, but I don't know. In retrospect, it feels like Wolves are a really good team, and they just beat Chelsea a couple of weeks ago. I mean, to my mind, they have some of the best attacking players in the league with Neto and Podence, and the young guy who right at the end, I think Fabio it's Silva. Fabio Silva, yeah, the young striker who should have finished it off. He might have just closed his eyes on that last terrific through ball, could have headed it in for three points. But, I mean, we held a really good attacking side to, to one goal. I think the defense did their job. I mean, the fact is, and same as Leicester, I think we just needed to score. And that's when, I mean, we're a little bit overly reliant on Sun and Kane at the moment. So we just need more goals. Because if you can hold the team like Wolves to one goal, that should be enough. It should really be enough, I think. What is more than enough, though, is our uh, victory over Stoke. Which leads us into the quarterfinals. So going, just jumping really quickly into EFL Cup. One of our older games since we last spoke. Tottenham 3, Stoke City 1. Goals from Bale at the 22nd minute. Ben Davis on the 70th. And of course, Harry Kane rounding us out at the 81st minute. This brings us to... Semi-final on Tuesday, yeah. So, oh my god. (laughs) This feels like so long ago. Yeah. So we were watching the highlights before recording, and I was reminded of the awkward celebration, I guess, that Dale does. Is it a celebration? It's like a waist-up celebration. Mm. So after he heads it in, like for some reason, like his, the lower half of his body stays frozen, <laughs> does not move. Like he's afraid to move his feet from the position they're in when he scored the goal. But he, like, he raises his arms up, pumps his fists into the air, but stays there frozen from the waist down for a few more seconds it was just it was super awkward but yay yay for him for scoring that goal and i think you pointed out that it's it's similar to a previous goal that he scored so is he becoming like a header specialist yeah region i think it was in a europa league game like lask or somebody like that that uh, yeah region had a great ball into him and he headed it in so yeah that was a weird celebration (laughs) it's like it's is it a lack of confidence or i was wondering that 
like is he just he's not expecting it so right. he even catches himself <laughs> like stunned that oh my god yeah what it's like the opposite of like Ibrahimovic or somebody who yes. like he could do anything and he's gonna celebrate it because he's just <laughs> sees himself as the world's greatest which is a good thing for a goal scorer yeah I think you see some similar, like, unsureness after Davis's goal. So, oh my God, what a goal. Yeah. Benny Boo Davis, good job. Fantastic strike. Beautiful. Wow. I feel like once in a while you see him attempt to do this in a game and it it doesn't go through. It's like it's he misses or it's deflected or it's saved or whatever. So it was so cool to see him do it. And like get a result, yeah. and then I feel like his his celebration also felt a little bit self conscious. Oh yeah, like maybe he was also a bit surprised that oh my god, now I have to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, guys. Just but yeah, like you, yeah. I think that the first person who comes to celebrate with him is Sun, and Sun's yeah. like so happy. Yeah, like, so that was the yeah. Nice. But yeah, he seemed pretty pumped, Ben. He definitely it wasn't a lack of enthusiasm. <laughs> sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was just stunned, like holy crap. Yeah, like, I've tried this like so many times, and now it's actually happened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy so for him, and I'm really happy he keeps he keeps trying, Captain Benny Boo. I think it's time to to work on your on your default celebration. It's time because there are gonna be more goals. That's right. So like, have one ready to deploy. <laughs> like, be like, yeah, totally. I that goal was on purpose, and I know it, and I'm awesome, and I'm feeling myself. So here's my celebration. Which leads us to the semifinal. I hope we can celebrate uh, in a couple days' time against Brentford. And whatever results come from that game, the team that wins will be going up against one of the City or United, the Manchester teams. Thoughts, feelings? Have, yeah. we, have we gone this far in the EFL Cup before? I guess first thoughts and feelings yeah. when I saw that, oh, yay, we're we're up against Brentford. Usually, if I see that we're up against a team whose name I don't immediately recognize, <laughs> I'm like, I tend to, to be auto-relieved. But I think uh, in some interview, Mourinho was asked about this, and he goes, oh, Brentford might be a championship team, but I've seen them play. And they play like a Premier League team. So this is not a team we can sleep on. Not that I believe really that they're teams we can sleep Mm -hmm. on because we've seen terrible (laughs) results from some teams like that. So yeah, I'm I'm definitely I'm I'm nervous, but I'm excited and I'm super, super hopeful and optimistic. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous about whoever like if we do make it through, if we're up against Man U or Man City, I think either way is gonna be really difficult because Man U is like uh penalties.com <laughs> and you're always going to have you're we are bound to have like if we face them we're bound to have to face like a really shit penalty yeah a really shit inevitable penalty or we face man city which is objectively also like a super good team and they're never easy to beat well i guess we'll just have even to... though we beat them 2-0 that's earlier true in the season that's true it's not a guarantee no nothing is guaranteed yeah. in life sometimes it's gonna be 1-0 that's true <laughs> And sometimes we're sometimes it's going to be four one three zero. Toby. So after Brentford, we go into the FA Cup third round against Marine, and then we do Aston Villa on away. What are our thoughts on these next couple of matches we have? How are we feeling? I mean, we're, yeah, the Mar- we're like looking forward to Brentford. Also. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Brentford will definitely be challenging. I mean, I haven't I haven't seen them much, but I I kind of assume they're as good as probably a West Brom or 
I think they beat Newcastle in the last round who drew with us. So based on the transitive property, they'll, they'll <laughs> give us a, a dang good run for the money. It's the max. Um, yeah, I think no, no resting on our laurels for this one. We're going to have to throw everything we have for sure. Marine should be fun. I hope they can get some local fans in there. It's a huge occasion for, for that small club. So good for them. Obviously, I would fully expect to crush them with our B team. There should be no, you know, no dispute about that. Aston Villa is a good side. They just beat Chelsea as well. So they've got a lot of, I mean, Jack Grealish is the real deal. He can, he can really do a lot. Their defense is probably, you know, a little bit of a weakness for them. But uh, it'll be a good matchup, that one. Yeah, I think you, we're not the only ones looking forward to watching this. Um, in the post-match interview, like against Leeds, Jose Mourinho was asked about Aston Villa. And he said that Aston Villa is actually his favorite team to watch in the Premier League oh. right now because they play some really good football. So that's going to be, I guess, interesting to see how he approaches playing against his favorite team, which apparently isn't us. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to Jose to uh, keep us entertained. And with that, thank you, Kumbaya Master Toby, for joining us this halftime. We will see you next time and hopefully have wonderful you know, things to celebrate uh, when we're back. For sure. On to, the, on to the League Cup final. Yeah. All right. And there goes the second half whistle. Welcome to the second half. So here we're going to talk about, of course, the baby of the week, which is a jam-packed field this week. But first, we're going to talk about Poch to PSG. Oh my gosh, if you were at all anywhere near the internet within the last 24 hours, you would have seen the news coming from PSG that, yes, indeed, Poch is coming to them. So they announced it on their Twitter, on the PSG English Twitter They even tweeted out a video which shows like a highlight reel of Poch's career, including the time he spent at PSG. I didn't know he he played for PSG until yesterday. Yeah. But that was a really emotional video. It's so... He looked very cool, by the way, with the long flowing locks. Like, Mm -hmm. it's... It's quite insane that I think it was like what 2001 and now it's 2021. So it's like 20 years gap and when you're a player like you don't I don't know if you ever see that far into the future. I can't imagine the feeling for him of coming home in a way to a club he played for and apparently he has a really good relationship with. So yeah. It's like in 2041 when the Spurs official Twitter tweets that like Benny Boo has come back to manage (laughs) or Jan Vertonghen has come back to manage or Christian Eriksen has come back to manage. So wow, PSG fans. The thing is, I don't know, what are your thoughts on PSG overall? Because I saw a tweet. (laughs) I just have to uh, highlight that. There was a tweet from one one, one fan that said, a very likable manager to a very unlikable club. (laughs) I don't know much about PSG. I have some friends or acquaintances that are PSG fans. So obviously them not quite winning the Champions League this year uh, is interesting because they fire their former coach, Duchelle, for not getting them there, but they hire 
Poch, who also failed to get Spurs there two years back. So very interesting turn of events and just really like, this is how the football world works. Yeah, <laughs> the, your, the tweet that you mentioned about likable and unlikable, I think you can flip that tweet and go back in time to late 2019 and tweet that about yeah. Mourinho, an unlikable yes. character, a villain kind of character coming to a club that's super likable. Interesting. Yeah. Just really, really interesting. So many tweets and, and Instagram photos. And the fact that, number one, Poch has an Instagram to begin with. Like, this is just like, what is happening? 2021 is throwing us some curveballs we were not prepared for. And it's only Jan, like the first week of Jan. So super excited. Are we going to watch PSG games now? Am I supposed to be watching PSG now? Because I definitely am very interested to see how he manages the team and how, you know, like Mickey and his Jesus and everyone are, are coming back. So yeah, with personalities just... like Neymar. Like, exactly. what's that going to be like? Mbappe and just, yes. like, everyone. And, I mean, there's been rumors for so long about Delhi being loaned to PSG. And now it just feels a lot more real. Yeah, I feel like, <sighs> is there a Delhi redemption story being set up here? Because you can see the loan going through. You can see him, like totally shining and becoming like a super world-class superstar under the encouraging and supportive leadership style of Poch again. I can't wait for it. I can't wait for it. And you guys, I mean, I know this is a Spurs podcast, but Poch is Spurs through and through and will always be a Spurs legend. So we will probably be discussing at many points in time. (laughs) The activities on his social and possibly even PSG's performance on the pitch very briefly, but more so his Instagram account. Guys, it's six years late, but I guess part of contract negotiations in this new era of football is that managers need social presence and thus Mourinho having an account. And now Mauricio Pochettino has given in. At least to the contract, I am sure, I am 100% sure, and has created a Instagram account at Pochettino, and it has been an action-packed account thus far. It's like, what, two weeks old, apparently, and they've had a couple posts from like a Christmas, a New Year photo with his family, his gorgeous wife, his two kids, and their lovely dog. But what I wanted to really get into, when Instagram accounts are new, they follow very few people, and this is how you can tell like okay who's managing this is this partly managed by Poch or his team or whatever and it's definitely a bit of both because he follows all the usual suspects the clubs he's been in Spurs is there obviously PSG Newell's Old Boys Southampton Espanol so those obviously he follows his family I count Jesus Perez as part of his family of course both his sons duh Uh, that's his brother essentially his sons Mauricio and Sebastiano who is also part of his team, but also his son's girlfriend. So Mauricio's girlfriend, he follows and she's really, yeah, it's kind of sweet. So, you know, he's welcoming her into the fam in a sense, but also the locked account of their dog, Sansa, a Ridgeback. I've requested an account um, to see it, but it's locked. So hopefully they let us in because dog accounts are my jam and... This would be super duper interesting. So open it up, guys. He follows colleagues. Arteta, I mean, they both were at PSG. 
apparently like the assistant coach at Southampton, Kelvin Davis, a whole lot of football managers and Argentinian football stars. So there's a lot of that. Other athletes, obviously, David Beckham, Maradona, Steve Nash. How can he not? The Spurs love is there. The love for him is there. Elliot Kipchoge, obviously, Ronaldinho. But guys, who cares about those when we really dig deeper into the last couple of accounts in this 38 accounts he follows? Asad, are you ready for this? Um, No, but let's go. (laughs) (laughs) If you were ever curious as to what kind of music Poch listens to, we now have an answer, at least a clue of an answer, because Poch follows John Bon Jovi. And I guess it's the only music account he follows, musicians account that he follows. Is. Yeah. The one and the only. The one and only. The one and only. So Living on a Prayer maybe is karaoke jam. I don't know, but I'm very, it's very, very curious. He also follows motivational speaker Tony Robbins. So, oh, hmm, interesting, interesting choice. A bit chaotic, but okay, interesting. He <laughs> For more chaos, brand. go on. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, he follows the brand National Geographic, which is, I think, an interest-based, like, okay, so he likes looking at nice photos yeah. of, who doesn't you know, like Nat Geo? Who doesn't? Nat Geo. So quite, quite, quite basic, but interesting. But he also, co- he also follows a couple of food accounts. And by food accounts, I mean, like, restaurants, nutritionists, and, like, chefs. The interesting one is he, he follows this... Uh, account like called plant-based diet nutritionist and uh, I guess what is he trying to eat clean like I'm not sure because then he follows another account called restaurant savior pelifer which has the tagline of best vegetables restaurant number one of the world like what (laughs) what a claim (laughs) what a claim but poch Clearly, Poch is trying to look into, I guess, sustainable eating, clean eating, because these are all like plant-based stuff. Yeah. But then if you scroll down a bit more, he also follows the chef and the restaurant called Don Julio Parilla, which is an Argentinian meat-based restaurant. You cannot remove, you can remove the man from Argentina, but you cannot remove Argentina from the man. There is some carnitas going on there and you cannot blame him. There is obviously some struggle here. Yeah, we also He's know sure. that he has like a a barbecue engraved with his name <laughs> in his house. So I'm wondering if these plant-based diet nutritionist accounts are like friends businesses that he's supporting or aspirational. Asper you know, like, also. I want to new year, yeah, you new know, you. New year, new you. So <laughs> Poch, we support this, but we may have a new section of who is Poch following this week. Uh, and we'll keep you posted because this is some interesting shit right here. Congratulations to Pochettino. We're very, very happy for you. We wish him well. and We do. More well wishes as we segue into the BB of the week, Christmas and New Year edition. Wow, Woo! you know what? Before we get into it, we just want to shout out a congrats to Harry and Davinson Sanchez on their new BB boys. They both shared photos on their Instagram with their newborns. And wow, congrats! Congratulations, Harry and Sanchez. I mean, it would not be a BB of the Week Christmas or, you know, New Year edition if we did not call out all the cute babies that are coming. It was a tight list, guys. There was so much action going on. We had to offline trim it. Otherwise, we would be on this pod for two hours. And we know you want that, but no one wants that. Yeah, you want a two-hour podcast listened to loved by (laughs) Joe Hart. (laughs) 
Merry Christmas, Joe Hart. See, we didn't forget you after all. Uh, our first entry would be from Pierre Emil Hoybier, who posts a lovely, lovely shot of him holding in both arms once again. Now he's seated at, I guess, like a dining room table and he's wearing a nice little hoodie, but he's burying his face in his lovely daughter's, his mega toddler, not a toddler, a mega toddler, and having his other, his newborn baby on the other hand, who also is looking like to be a mega baby in the making. This, I cannot get over how cute this family is, and I'm just so happy to see more of her, more of him. Pierre Emile, you are a star. We're so happy to have you in the club, and please continue posting photos like this. Next, we have a rare post from Sun's Instagram. And oh my god, check out this photo because it has all of the elements you want in like a holiday photo. You get festive vibes. You get like an element of family. You get some like element of charm also. <laughs> I'm guessing this is in a restaurant or something or maybe it's at yeah. home. But it's a photo of Sun and his niece in like a super cute um, second dress. The niece is in the dress. <laughs> Son is in like <laughs> a button fr- button front shirt that he's rolled up to his sleeves, and you can see like a with some kind of strawberry or berry cake in the foreground, mm. and like Son has a bit of the icing from the cake on his nose, which is just it's so cute. He says Happy New Year, sending you a lot of love and energy. Sorry, this is BB of the week, and I'm talking about Son. <laughs> the BB in There's... this photo is his super cute niece who we love and we stalk we on love Instagram. Them. I love your outfit, love little girl. Very, very cute. For more cute little girls, we move to the Lloris family. Honestly, this fam is perfection. Maureen Lloris, official, we love her so much for providing us content all throughout 2020. And hopefully this is an omen for content in 2021 because she brought it. We have the entire Lloris fam standing in front of a Christmas tree in a very class picture style. Uh, We've got Hugo standing next to Anna Rose. And you can tell she is daddy's girl. They're almost identical looking and dressed alike in like black and white looks. And then we have Maureen in a hot, hot dress, red dress, standing next to Juliana. And again, she's wearing a manjaya sucre, for sure. Confection. And that is what, that is that dress. It's a confection. And again, it looks like she is this princess, just like like her mother. So beautiful. So cute. I love it. And on Maureen's other arm is, of course, baby Leandro. But my goodness, I know genetics are real, but this photo just proves it because Anna Rose looks like a carbon copy of Hugo (laughs) and Juliana looks like a photograph of a young Maureen and it is just so cute. This family is so cute. I love them. And I I love like at a glance, you can totally tell who's the daddy's girl. (laughs) (laughs) You know who's the closest to the mom. It's so, I, I love this. You can tell so many things. Looking at this yeah. photo. Again, Mernian, obviously you've probably blown this up into a an 8x10 shot. Please do that because I have and it's hanging in my room now. Merry Christmas. <laughs> this is, this is your Christmas family. card, Patty. This is I my Christmas card. I got it in the mail. Card. You sent it. You're, you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm it glad says, I made it to you. Happy, God, happy New Year and Merry Christmas from the you Luises mean, and Patty. You mean <laughs> Joyeux Noël? Because, you know, we're French Joy, now. Yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, sorry. I was just translating, but, like, oh, the actual yeah, text was friend. that. <laughs> yes, definitely. What oh, man. Fun. From happy, 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 we move on to some a bittersweet entry. Uh, so, okay, so Alex Morgan has left Spurs. Her, like, way too short contract of three months is over. 
But before she goes, we have one last entry from the Morgan household into, into BB of the Week. She posts a photo with the caption, Merry Christmas, and a bunch of holiday-appropriate emoji. And it's like a really cute family photo of her and her husband and the super cute BB Charlie. So we, we spent maybe 15 minutes of a past episode talking about how cute, how funny her smile is, but it's not seen in this photo, which is a sign, right? She doesn't want to go. No one wants you to go. No one wants you to go. So sad, but we wish them well. And you know what? Maybe Charlie is now a Spurs legend and yeah. will just, you know, show up on Baby of the Week. She even might. if, you know, mom's no longer. Maybe. We totally. don't know. Maybe. Speaking of babies, we just always want to see. Our next entry comes from the Sissoko household. Thanks to Mary Lucy DeBay for posting this lovely Christmas photo as well of her family in front of the tree. We have Mary Lou, we have Musa, and of course, we have star of the show, Lily Malia Sissoko looking lovely in her black dress and like white stockings and she is actually looking like she's smiling properly Mm -hmm. it's a multi-photo post so then if you scroll obviously you'll see the behind the scenes of instagram versus reality and a bit more rowdy but a lot more cute and this family is everything mary lou is gorgeous we're so happy that she is posting all this content and it's such a gift merry christmas to them indeed so as you guys know um there's a spurs bb of the week hall of fame and the very first inductee was Ayla. And we thought, oh my god, is she going to retire now that she's been inducted mm. into the Hall of Fame? Mm. The answer is no. <laughs> so the no past way. few weeks, we've been telling Toby Alderweireld to post more photos and he's totally delivered. Because, oh my god, look at their New Year post. Click through and look. <laughs> Ayla looks so funny, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. I love your dress. I love your pose. She's also the only person looking at the camera here. She knows where the <laughs> camera is. Get, Her dad does she not. She didn't get the memo. Look candid. Nope. She's like, there's a camera. Nope. I'm looking. And many, so many posts from them this exactly. holiday season. If you check out their Christmas posts labeled Christmas mornings, you see <laughs> the fake and super staged giving of gifts. So obviously this isn't this this wasn't like a spontaneous like at home using your iPhone no. photo shoot on Christmas no. morning. This was commissioned. They have oh, a production yeah. team, they have stylists, they have hair and makeup, they have like a set. It's it's a studio thing and we're we're very grateful because these photos are great. Thank you, Toby, for coming through. We asked, you you delivered as always. Happy New Year and congratulations once again to reigning champion, Hall of Fame, Ayla Alderweireld. Welcome back to BB of the Week. And there goes the whistle. We want to thank everyone for joining us. Yeah, thanks, guys. If you haven't followed us on our socials, we're at Stalking Spurs on Instagram and Twitter. Smash that subscribe button. Give us Um, five stars. Let us know what you think. We'd really love to hear from you, and we'll see you guys soon. Thank you, Acid. Thanks, Patty. Happy New Year, and... Happy New Year. Come on, Spurs! Spurs!